0: Welcome to Bachelor Party, I'm Juliette Littman. We just had Caitlyn's season recap on tonight. First of all, congratulations to Caitlyn on being a competitor on the next season of Dancing with the Stars. ABC is all in on this casting in advance, but you know, I like it. Give us something to look forward to. She seemed very excited, so I'm happy for her. I spoke with Caitlyn about three weeks ago now, maybe even more. Um, We talked about her season. It was before I saw tonight's recap and before Nick explained everything with the sign, which I still don't completely understand. I guess that she and Britt went on Jimmy Kimmel before, right before they started filming. And so that's how she was able to do that, I I guess. But um, that was cool to hear. You know, always been wondering exactly how Nick ended up on that show. We're slowly getting details as as the years creep on. We're going to hear from Caitlin again. I spoke to her before Matt was announced as the next bachelor, and so much has changed in the world since then in the last couple of weeks. Um, but you'll hear that interview anyway. And beforehand, you're going to hear from Natasha Parker, who I spoke to last Friday shortly after the Matt News was announced. And um, let's just get straight into it. I am joined by Natasha Parker, who we most recently saw on Peter's season. Hi, Natasha. Thanks for joining.
1: Of course. Hello. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you so much. We're recording this on a Friday a mere four hours since Matt James has been announced to be the new Bachelor. So it's a busy day in Bachelor Nation. <laughs> a lot going on. Um, Natasha, any reactions to Matt as Bachelor?
1: I I saw it on Instagram and I was like, am I getting punked right now? <laughs> it's like, wait a second. I was like, hold on. Is this real? And um, I have a group chat with some of the other girls from the show. and I And I saw that there was like, Ten messages in there. I'm like, oh shit, this is real. (laughs) Like this is this is definitely real. So I go there, and of course, all the girls are talking about it. And um, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's it's fantastic. Good for him.
0: I'm excited. I've had a crush on him and Tyler for quite some time. Um, I like tagged him in some Instagrams, Matt, and as a result, you know, when you go and like look at the conversation, you can see your past conversation, (laughs) and. I first slid into his DMs, trying to get him to come, come on the podcast, but also just to make contact with this very attractive man about a mm-hmm. year ago. And then mm-hmm. like he responded very nicely, like, sorry, can't do an interview, like ask me again. And then yes. I did ask him again, but like after that point, his profile really rose and people like started knowing who he was. So he stopped responding. Totally understandable. I'm not not calling him out. I totally right. get it. But um yeah, I just I'm I'm really excited too. And, you know, it's it's awesome. It's the first Black Bachelor. Um, Rachel yeah. and I did a pod about it, and she she was saying that she felt it was, like, kind of, like, a knee-jerk reaction, which I thought mm. was interesting. And we were kind of just, like, talking about, like, what else we want to see from the show to, like, know they're really invested in change. And mm-hmm. I guess, like, what was your reaction to there being the first Black Bachelor? Not only being Matt.
1: Well, specifically with it being Matt, you know, the only thing that I really know about him, I, you know, I am friends with a producer on the show. Julie is one of my good friends. Oh, and cool. she told me when they, when they first did casting, when it first came out that he was going to be on the bachelorette, she said like, he blew us away in casting and that he's so charismatic and sweet, and nice. And like, all, she had nothing but great things to say about him. So I think, you know, and I trust her judgment, of course, you know? Um, and, So that was the first thing that I heard about him. And I was like, wow, that's, that's great. Right. Yeah. So that was it. And then also, you know, he lives in New York. Tyler lives in New York. I live in New York. Um, I have a, I have a good friend, um, Joey who lives in New York as well. And we were all out once and she, and he was like, Oh, I'm friends with this guy who's really who's good friends with this other guy. And they're all a part of bachelor nation and blah, blah, blah. So there was one night that we could have all met up. It didn't work out because where they were and where we were, we're not in stink. So that's really all I know about him. You know, that he's a New Yorker, and from Julie, he's really great. And of course he's hot from Instagram. He's really cute, you know, so <laughs> Very good attractive. for the girls. <laughs> but I am like, as a contestant, like as someone who was just on the show, like I had no idea it was going to be Peter. I had no idea who my bachelor was going to be. So all these girls that are now going out for it, it's like, yo, like they know exactly who their bachelor is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: In the last four hours, I already heard about two people who now want to be on the show because they know it's yeah. Matt.
1: So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so if you didn't know it was going to be Peter, how did you end up on The Bachelor?
1: Well, I ended up on The Bachelor because, like I said, my friend Julie um, is a producer on the show. And oh, she- so you knew
0: her beforehand?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh. Julie and I have known each other for years. And she has tried to actually get me to come on the show for years. <laughs> and I told her I was like, because she, know, you know, being single in New York City, she's, she also used to live in New York City. Um, and I told her, I was like, girl, I have a corporate job. Like, I can't be leaving my job and going on this show, you know. Um, but, you know, with the ba- with having a Black Bachelor, I think it's great because before going on the show, I didn't watch the show. But I think that it was just a, because it was a lesser representation of Black people on the show, right? So now that they are having a Black Bachelor and the more that they in- implement more people of color, I think that more people of color will actually watch the show and in turn apply to the show as well, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I hope so. That's another thing Rachel and I were talking about. It's like, we really hope the casting changes is, Mm -hmm. and that that's to me, the real way that we'll know they're, they're committed to changing the show and, and the makeup of bachelor nation by changing who, who are the contestants, both for Claire, who they had time to recast and for, and for Matt. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. You know, I think a lot of people rightly pointed out like this, like a first step in changing the bachelor. Um, Mm -hmm. and hopefully they'll, they'll take more. Um, we'll have to wait and see.
1: I think it's a call to action too for people of color to go out and actually try to get casted because there's so many girls that that messaged me and was like I didn't think about trying to be on the show until I saw you on the show you know right. so that's i mean and so that you know that made me feel good but also it it hopefully them seeing that there's a black bachelor more people of color will actually apply to be on the show as well
0: Did you enjoy the experience
1: I did um well it was, it's so weird because I'm, I'm one of those people who I'm so in the moment. So I tried to take every moment as the moment, if that makes sense of whatever sure. we were doing. So yes, in the moment of most of the time that I was there, especially the time that I spent with Peter, every time that I got to spend with Peter, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I really liked him, you know, so that was, so that was great. But then of course there was the drama that I was always trying to avoid, (laughs) you know, that was going on in the house with the girls and things like that. Um, but overall looking back at, um, you know, everything that happened and just so much that I learned about myself and just growth and love, like, it's, yeah, I really did enjoy the experience. It was a lot. It was very intense. <laughs> it's, just, it's very intense, but it was, it was great. It really was. Um, and, and I've been able to reflect on things, um, and, in, in a more, and turn things to more positive. If that makes sense. Interesting.
0: What were some of the intense pieces of it?
1: Well, I mean, one of the intense pieces is exactly what not knowing. So going to the show and not really knowing what to expect, that was super intense. can't imagine. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because some girls it's like, mm, I know, I know what's up. I know what's happening. I know what's going on, you know? And I'm like, I don't even like, you know, when, when Chris Harrison brings out the first impression rose on the very first night, I'm like, wait, what, what's that? You know, there's even a part where they show that I'm like, wait, what's happening? Cause I have no idea, you know? So watching the show and being, and knowing the ins and out, at least the things like that is really helpful. But so that was super intense. But then also knowing that, you know, I'm here to to build a connection with someone that could potentially be my husband, but I only get such a little time with yeah. him. And then I get all this time with all these girls that I really don't even (laughs) want to talk to. I don't even want to talk to you, girl. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that was the intense part. I'm like, Oh gosh, I got to wake up and talk to to chicks. Great. (laughs) (laughs) That was was it, you know, for me.
0: (laughs) Are you friends with anyone from your season?
1: I am. I'm really good friends. Um, and, and, and I mean, with that said, I didn't come to the show and I made that very clear to everyone. I didn't come to the show to get friends. You know, I came to the show for this particular thing. With that said, I am cool with just about all the girls, but close friends, Victoria F, Victoria P, Sydney, and Lexi, you know, Lexi's a New Yorker as well. Yeah, um, those are like my closest girlfriends that I talk to all the time, um, uh, pretty much every day or every other day. You know, we we really keep up with each other, and um, you know, it's really you do you you can't come out of an experience like this without having people that you're really close to because they get it. Yeah. You know, no one else gets it. You come home and everyone's like, how was it? And you're like, oh gosh, you know, <laughs> even, <Yeah>. even now. <laughs> I didn't even know.
0: So, I have so many questions about that. First of all, did you tell people where you went? Like, were you able
1: to tell people? No. So, because I had such a um, different casting process, because I didn't go through the normal casting process, I literally had two days to pack. Wow. So, the my immediate friends who I talk to every day, I told like one, friend from each friend group and then if they told you know the friends and that was fine but like I literally didn't even have time to even tell anyone and and, you know you're not supposed to tell anyone but my immediate friends that would like call the police because they haven't heard from me in weeks (laughs) I told them you know um and that was it like I had two days to pack and so I was like it happened so quickly you know it was over a span of a week pretty much I was casted wow And
0: so this was last September and Julie, who you keep referring to got famous because people thought Peter was dating her. Right. Julie.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Um, My friend Julie. Yeah. It's so funny, you know, because Julie, um, you know, I guess it's different, you know, she posted a lot with Hannah B as well. She was her lead, but of course, you know, Hannah B's a girl, you know, and I don't know if it had to do with the fact that Peter came off as, you know, um, I would say easily to fall in love. If, if that's the reason why it became that is like, Oh, well he has to love his producer cause she's so pretty, you know, or if it was just that, you know, people just can't understand why a guy and a girl or, you know, are they can be concerned. friends. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I have a lot of guy friends and, and a lot of people always say, are you guys dating? And I'm like, no, we're not dating. We're just friends. I'm, sim- so.
0: I'm similar. I have a lot of male friends too. And people, and, it's weird. Like if you're just hanging out with a guy friend and you intru- and you like run into someone or just like introduce them, like the implication is definitely that you're dating. And always it, it, you have to be like, this is my friend. And then like say their name just to make it very clear.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: Um, What was the hardest thing to communicate to your friends and family about the experience? Like what was the hardest thing to put into words Um, about it? Both good and bad
1: definitely the most the hardest thing was to to really get people to understand that i really had strong feelings for peter because you watch a show and everyone's like this is bullshit you know everyone always thinks that it's it's bs because it's a show right and and the, then the time frame in real life of what they see um Also is I think what gets people being like, how can you feel for someone in such a short time? But they don't understand that you don't have any outside influences, right? Right. So with no outside influences and your goal is to just grow with this human, right? You can fall for them, you know? Yeah. So, 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 and that's why, you know, the whole experience works. And so that's hard to explain because in real you've never not had your phone you've never not had your job you've never not had your you know all your friends to talk to you know you go through a thing with a guy and what do you do you call your friend right hey girl guess what happened blah 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 like they don't understand that you don't have that you know you just have yourself to go through these motions with right right so that was really hard to explain but also coming off of the show and getting a lot of um I guess, hate mail or whatever you want to say, you know, I didn't want to talk about it was that was also hard to talk about to friends and family. I talked about that with other girls in the show um, who would get hate and things like that. But that was also hard to talk about with people because you know, they again, they don't get it. And
0: if you're comfortable discussing it, like or people picking on you or like, you know, sending you hate mail over specific things that happened on the show or like just for existing.
1: I think it was, I mean, (laughs) honestly, I think a little bit of both, but, uh, on the show, I tried to be very, um, I mean, you know, I was the oldest girl there, right? Like I was the oldest woman there and I, I really didn't want, I didn't want any of the drama with any of the girls. I just didn't because I'm not here for that. Right. And I didn't watch the show and I didn't realize that the people who had a lot of the drama pretty much watch the show a lot and they realize that that's also a part of it. Right. Right. So, um, I didn't try to, to do that much. Um, and when it came to anything that I said against someone that was, you know, I mean, all of the, most of the girls on the show were, um, that had the drama. Most of them were the white contestants. Yeah. And if I said, Anything like oh, I mean, I got the Alea made her bed and she's in it. Oh my gosh, I got so many people that messaged me about that, like that just went crazy on me because I said something about Alea, and and I was just like, whoa, 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 you know. So yeah, I mean, I again, it wasn't drama, 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 drama. It was just that, and I'm glad because I think if I had you know someone like Sydney who had a lot more in yeah. death drama than I did. I mean, the messages that... She, I didn't get half the messages that she got is is what I'm trying to say, you know? Um, I didn't got-
0: understand that. Like, I don't
1: understand...
0: First of all, I didn't feel like at any point Sydney was, like, lying. I didn't think, like, a yearbook picture discredited anything she said about, like, her experience growing up. I did not understand that at all. Like, I, I don't know. has Instagram taught everyone that, like, pictures don't always tell the truth? Like, it's so... yeah. It's so bizarre. I didn't understand that. But moreover like it just it just seemed like with this season and I think that this is also where a lot of the like overwhelming support for the Bachelor diversity campaign is coming from. Not only is it like um obviously necessary and it's totally been time it's time. It has been time for mm-hmm. a black bachelor, but it just got the impression that people were manipulated or depicted to be something they weren't this season in a way that I, th- I think felt more heavy handed than previously. And it was just sort of like enough. I, I actually felt that way specifically with you and Sydney, where it was clear you both had connections with Peter. But then when you left, we had barely seen anything about the connection. So sort of like both surprising that you um, went as far as you did, but then also that we didn't get like more context as to like what was going on between you. And so like I think that's particularly yeah. true of you and Peter.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of people messaged me and said that. And, you know, it was also really hurtful to get messages and people saying, oh, well, the only reason why you stayed as long is because you were the token black girl, you know? And again, I mean, I got a lot of messages like that. And, and you know, you think about that and it is hurtful because I know that there's so much, there's so much footage that you guys didn't see. and And I did get, and I fought and like, tried really hard to spend a lot of time with Peter and, and to get to know him. And we had a great time together. And, and that's why, like, on, even on our one-on-one, that, you know, finally happened all the time leading up to that. There were so many beautiful moments that we had, you know, um, I posted a picture on my Instagram of like, cause you know, I love hats. I'm always wearing hats. I have a bunch of hats all over my apartment. And <laughs> I, I, I love hats I, there's some behind
0: I'm, you right now. There's yeah, two, exactly. Two behind you.
1: Yeah, three. actually, actually that's the, funny. There is three behind me. And also there's, there's a hat from the show, uh, a pilot hat from the show oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> also. Um, but, Anyways, um, he like gifted me with a hat on one of our, you know, one of our moments that we had together, you know, and there's just so many little things and there were so many romantic things that Peter did just as a person that also, you know, didn't, that wasn't really shown. Um, and that was unfortunate, you know, but. I know what it was between us and he knows what it was between us and that that's enough for me. I don't need the world to know it, you know, it didn't work out and that's fine. Um, but I also feel that if, you know, not saying that, Oh, my relationship should have been a priority for this show, but the show this season was very drama driven yeah, and I think the the people who had you know real relationships, not even real relationships, but um, intense uh, emotional connections with him, was a little overshadowed by the drama.
0: Yeah, and then and then the finale and everything that's happened like since the final two or three weeks has just been so nuts. And I don't know. I guess you know one thing I'm curious about is you didn't go to the women tell all mm-hmm. and. Um, there were a lot of rumors about like why that was. I just, you know, and I, I think you should, I, I see it as a compliment that people want to know why you were not there. And we're like, so curious. I'm curious why you didn't go.
1: Um, I did not go. because at the time, um, I think it was the Costa Rica episode. I think the, I think the Costa Rica episode, that's like, that was a big blow up of just drama. And, you know, I felt like I told all for seven weeks. I always, yeah. I was always very honest with the producers, with Peter, with the girls. I was like, I was always myself. And like, I didn't hold back ever. And I felt like after watching that Costa Rica episode, I was like, there's so much drama on this TV. I was like, my friends are my friends already. Me and Peter did not work out. And also, the people who I don't mess with, I don't mess with them. And they know that. So. Right. What am I going on this show for? You know what I mean, like, yeah. like, what, like, and also just personally, I was still reacclimating to the real world. You know, I w- I didn't come on this show for the cloud. I didn't come on this show for this or that or all these other things. I really came on this show to see if this is someone that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And anything else that happens after that, let that happen. But that's after the fact. You know, I'm a real human. I'm a real person, and I I I feel things very deeply and during that time, I just wasn't in the right headspace. I was like, I would explode if this was, if this is going to just be another piece of drama that I don't have to be a part of. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Um, So I was like, you know, I really can't. And also on top of that, I had work stuff going on. I was going to miss out on a contract if I did go. So I was like, you know what? It's not the right time. And thankfully the producers the producers um, were so grateful and they heard, I'm grateful for them because they heard me out and they were like, okay, Tosh, like it's totally fine. Like we get it. And there was no pressure or anything like that. So, um, you know, I really, um, I spoke to the executive producers about it and I told them that it was a hard decision to do because, of course, you want to speak for yourself. And if I, and I to this day have not spoken to Peter at all, you know, and so having that closure with him and talking to him would have probably been good. But also, we didn't end up together. That was closure enough for me as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. I was (laughs) going to say, I feel like closure on stage in front of like hundreds of people is probably not real closure anyway. Yes. Yeah.
1: The real closure is that you sent my ass home. All right. You know what I mean? Like, nah, I'm good.
0: <laughs> what was the first thing you did after you went home? Like, what was like, What what is that like? Where do you go? Do you get to go home right away? Like, how does that work?
1: Well, so it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because... I couldn't, I was so in shock when I went home. I couldn't cry. Like I, I couldn't cry in the limo. I couldn't, I just, I couldn't cause I was literally in shock. Cause we had such a great day. It was just such a, perfect, yeah, it seemed like it. It was just a perfect, it was just so fun. It was great. Um, but that's the scary part about the show. You have no idea where the other relationships are. You only know where your relationship is. Right. So clearly where my relationship was with him and where I thought it was, was not as deep as these others. Right. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that I did, I got on the airplane um, when I was coming home and I finally got my phone back and I called my mom and I told her I'm coming home and she said, okay. And I was like, I'll, you know, I'll message you um, when I, when I get to the States. And, I get to TSA and waterworks. I mean, Uh-oh. I start bawling, crying because I had just been traveling with people with so many people. And now I'm about myself. So that settled in. And then All like just all just so many emotions. So like the TSA woman's like, are you okay? Like, (laughs) like I just, I cried. That's the first thing that I did. I cried so much. I literally could not stop crying. It was, it was really intense. And then I got myself together, got myself together, came home and I didn't, I I didn't call anyone immediately because you're sad. You're heartbroken, right? Like, yeah. I was heartbroken. I was sad. I was really sad. And you already know your friends are happy that you're home. So they're like, hey, what's up? How are you? What's going on? How was it? And you're like, I'm sad. I want wine. I don't want to get out of bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was I was really, like, in a state when I got home. So it's, it's, it's tough. It's you tough. Know,
0: you know things are not great when you drink wine in bed, and I've yeah. been there.
1: Yes, yes. You're like, mm, I'm just gonna get this wine. That's fine. Wine is fine. Me and wine, we're fine. It's great. My best friend. Oh my goodness, that's
0: that's really funny. And I I guess like this is also like a really random question, but like, what's the first thing you check on your phone when you turn it on? I mean, like, I'm sure there's text messages, but like, do you check the news? Like, where do you start when you've been off the grid for seven weeks?
1: No, I my. my Well, so that's the thing. I got my phone and, you know, it takes a long time for everything to come through. So things are, so voicemails are coming through, text messages are coming through. Um, Then you go to your email and you're like, no, thank you. <laughs> you know, Cause there's so many emails and then you go to Instagram and you're just like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're just like, no, thank you. Hard pass. <laughs> yes. So, um, <gasps> I mean, honestly, I, I, I had to call my, uh, it was text messages first. I had to go through the text messages first. I went through the first about hundred and I was like, okay, the next 400 is going to have to wait. I mean, I had like, five, I think it was like 560 text messages. Oh my God. It's crazy. That's a lot. That's a
0: lot, a lot. Um, And did you go back to work? I know you were working, I think, in corporate events, right?
1: Yes. um, Not right away. I did not go back to work right away. And then I started working with my friend's hospitality group, um, doing brand marketing as their brand marketing director. So. Yeah. So still events and putting on things and um, doing brand work, basically elevating their brand um, and building brand awareness and new clients for their restaurant group. And it was great. And we started doing a redesign to one of the restaurants um, and we were going to start a whole branding campaign for that as well. But then our lovely COVID happened. Boom, boom. And that put a whole, you know, stop to all that. But yeah, that was my main thing. And I kind of put working in production to the side for a little bit for brand marketing. And it was great.
0: That's awesome. And what have you been doing during COVID? Are you watching any old seasons? Like once you were on the show, were you like, I want to watch this show?
1: Well, yeah. Um, The first thing that I did, the first show, the first one that I wanted to watch was Rachel Lindsay's, of course, you know, because she was so great. Um, I can't remember if I reached out to her, if she reached out to me, or I think I reached out to her when I didn't go to Women's All or something like that. Um, but she has just been, she's just been so sweet and so great and just open arms, you know, um, with everything. And so I really wanted to watch her season. I watched The season of Paradise as well. Um, I also watched, I still haven't, I didn't watch, that was the other thing. I never watched Peter's season either mm-hmm. uh, with, with Hannah B, you know, it was a good one. Yeah, I never watched it. So I watched a lot of clips. Like like to the point where when I first got home, I was literally in bed with my wine watching all of like Peter and Hannah B's old clips. Like That's what I was doing. I was like, this is bullshit. What's wrong with me? But that's what I had to do.
0: My lasting memory of Peter is nothing from his season, like that, of him specifically, but of when he put Hannah on the pool table and he knocked her head into the lamp. I don't know if you remember that. It was really funny. Uh, it actually, no. actually, actually made me like him
1: no i didn't he is a little clumsy i do remember him falling a little bit and i mean we all know about what happened in his head you know yeah seriously
0: Um, (laughs) 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 that's really funny yeah he he has the scar which i think is like almost gone um i'm curious when you found out he was dating kelly
1: i found out when the rest of the world found out um when i saw it was i guess him in chicago picking her up um I didn't buy for a second that they were just friends and quarantining together. I didn't buy that for a second. Um, you know, Kelly and I have, you know, on the show, we were totally just neutral. You know, I wouldn't say that we were the closest, but we definitely didn't have any issues or anything like that. And then after the show, there were some things that happened and she said some things and kind of, you know, that were pertaining to me, which I didn't understand at all. Um, and then people started messaging me saying all these things, how she did you know, why doesn't Natasha like Kelly? Why doesn't Natasha like Kelly? And I'm just like, I don't understand why people do this because Natasha doesn't care about <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> like, you gotta, you gotta care to not like somebody, right? Yeah. I don't care. I really don't. So when I saw that, I was like, you know what? Good for him. You know, and I do still care about Peter and I do actually want him happy. And I do, hope that he finds and is in whatever he needs to be for his happiness, for his own happiness, you know? Um, So when I saw that, I was like, "Mm, they can drop the whole, we're just friends thing. But if that's where he's at and that's where he's happy with, and he's out and open with it now, that's great. You know, that's, that's really great. And I hope this is a serving, um, you know, relationship for him.
0: It sounds like you might be a a little bit too mature for batch, the bachelor. That's the vibe I'm getting. Honestly. Because you, well, you you clearly, and I, you clearly like don't engage with like the low hanging fruit that people try to bait you into, and I I'm mm-hmm. very impressed. I mean, I think it must be hard when people are like coming after you online. You want to defend yourself.
1: Well, I'm going to be honest with you, and I actually had a lot of talks with like some of the other girls that I'm friends with on the show when this first started. Oh, every single person that commented like something rude or messed up on my page. I would go back at them every single time, every, every single time, every time I would go back. And then my friends were like, yo, Tosh, you got to (laughs) chill. They're just trolls. You got to chill. You got to chill, you know? And, and I, I couldn't handle it at first. I was like, no, they're wrong. They should like, they're not going to come to my public page and say this and say that now, if they're in my DMS, I can just delete it. No one sees it. It's fine. You know, delete a block. Yeah, exactly. But like when people came to my comments, I would be livid. Now I've, I've looked, I have replied enough. <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. People say what they want. And I'm just like, whatever, this just shows how ridiculous you are as a person now. But I had to get there because at, at one point I was like, look, don't try me. Okay. Like, don't, let's not go there. You know? Cause someone was like, I'll never forget. Someone messaged me or commented and said something like, um, it was something about like me being a producer plant because I knew Julie, you know, that was like a thing that was going around. And I was like, are you guys kidding me? (laughs) I was like, no, I said, there's no way that I could be as emotionally intelligent as I am. I have to be a producer plant, right? Like there's like, someone's telling me what to say. Someone's telling me what to do. No, that's not the case. And that, and that's very rude for you to even say that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, That was like, I mean, yeah, the producer plant thing was very annoying because it's like, do y'all really think I don't have nothing else to do with my life than to be a plant on a freaking show? Are you kidding?
0: (laughs) It also just, it just deprives you of the credit of just like being yourself. Like to say that like someone's giving you all the answers takes away like your agency and your own, like in your own life, which is just messed up.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I've never, and the craziest thing is I never got to see Julie uh, during the show. I never saw her. Because she's with Peter, right? Yeah, because she was with Peter, and I never, and you know, they're always like away and whatever. I never got to see her ever, and that was also a big misconception. Like when she was telling me about coming on the show, she's like, "Oh, it'll be great, blah blah blah. I'll be there, blah blah." I'm like, "Julie, but I never saw you." My goodness. <laughs> is yeah. she still working on the show? She is still working on the show. She is. hmm.
0: She can like never be seen in public with a male lead ever again because they just everyone thinks they're dating.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm like, but and the thing is, Julie's the most chill, cool, like so not that type of person that, you know, there's some girls you like, well, I'm not going to leave her around my man. You know, like some girls that are kind of like that, if you know yeah. what I mean. Julie's so not like that. She's so sweet and chill and cool. But I mean, she's also very pretty. And, you know, yeah, I'm sure that's why people said that with Peter you know.
0: Well, they, he certainly cleared the air with him, with him and Kelly being together now. So no, no one will mistake it. Um, yeah. would you go, would you go on TV again? Or are you done here?
1: I definitely would. I mean, uh, you know, I did a, a live with Rachel Lindsay and she asked me like, you know, would you be bachelorette? And I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, look at you and Brian, of course I would be bachelorette. You know, I yeah. feel like in my life I, and I I feel like in my life, like, you know, work and things like, like, I don't worry about any of that stuff. Like I've worked really hard to be at a position that I am to be in so many different, um, avenues, you know, to be able to, um, you know, work in marketing, work in branding, work in TV and do all these different things. I also went right after the show, actually, you were talking about what did I do right after the show? I actually got my yoga certification as well because I was like, I need to balance out this energy. So just all these different things and meditating and, and teaching meditation to people now. Um, the one thing is like, I'm still single, you know, I still don't have the, the number one guy. There's many guys around, you know, but not the number one guy, you know? So I would, um, I definitely would, uh, do it again because you see other relationships that actually do work like Rachel's and so many other ones that are together from paradise and things like that. Like you want that, you know,
0: paradise has a higher success rate for sure. Would you have gone to paradise if it was happening this year?
1: I told the producers, I was like, listen, I'm not putting my life on hold for anything, but if I'm single for sure, you know, so it's only like a month
0: or three weeks, not a big commitment. It's just like a long vacation.
1: Yeah, but, like, if I came off of the show and I started dating someone or reconnected with someone, you know, for a little bit, I was talking yeah. to my ex, like, you know, then I wouldn't have went on the show, but if I was single and if I am single and something comes about 100%, let's do it. Let's try it. Let's okay. go for it. <laughs>
0: we got it. 2021. If you're single, let's get you in paradise.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, Natasha, it was really awesome speaking of you. Thank you so much for doing this. Hope to have you back on the pod again and um, be well, stay healthy, and best of luck to you. Thank you so much. It's so good to talk to you as well. All right. And now let's hear from Caitlin, who came to me straight from her Nashville studio. I think the same place where we saw her on television tonight. So give it a listen. Today, I'm joined by someone I've wanted to have on the show for a really long time. We've interviewed I've interviewed you one time before. Welcome, Caitlin Bristow. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So I interviewed you when I worked at ESPN like many, many moons ago. So that was in the fall or the spring of 2015 when you were the bachelorette. Back in simpler times. Yes.
2: 2015. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that was five years ago. Yes.
0: I know. It was like almost exactly five years ago because you and Britt were doing the PR rounds and you guys came in and I didn't know which one of you got it yet. You really didn't know? No, I didn't. No.
2: It's so funny because I had already filmed the whole season. Right. And so we're doing our rounds of PR knowing that I was the chosen one. And yeah, it was funny because she's such a
0: good sport and such a sweetheart too. So it was fun. Um, Do you still talk to her? Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while. That's so funny. And did she live in Nashville? No, she's
2: she's always been in LA, I believe.
0: Got it. Okay. Okay. Yes. It was a long time ago. And then another thing I just want to tell you off the bat is... Back in December, way before The Bachelor announced they were doing this Greatest Seasons Ever, I did a countdown of the most dramatic seasons ever. I ranked all 38 Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons, and the, um, you were in my top five, just so you know. It was you, oh, Hannah, Jake Pavelka, Jason Masnick, and honestly, oh, maybe Andy? I can't remember. But yeah, you are in my top five. So I just want you to know that.
2: Wow. I, starting on
0: a high note. <laughs> <laughs> to be the most dramatic
2: person ever.
0: Well, it was a really good season. What do people ask you the most about? I mean, obviously you're not getting stopped on the street right now, but in general, like what is the thing people want to discuss with you the most when you're out and about?
2: Uh, I feel like people's number one question is like, is Chris Harrison really nice person? (laughs) Like, I feel like people
0: always have questions about Chris Harrison because he's so
2: mysterious.
0: Really about Chris Harrison. That's not what I would have guessed. Cause I feel like you just, there's a lot to ask you about. I mean, not only from your time as the Bachelorette, but then it's just like you've done so much since, and you know your podcast obviously is one of the biggest Bachelor podcasts as well. I feel like there, I, I, that definitely would not be my first question. It's funny,
2: I feel like people do ask about Chris Harrison or or my dogs.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, what were like? What were you dreading the most about your season being back on the air, even if in a condensed three hour? I'm dreading all of it,
2: except for my like. <laughs> well I shouldn't say that i'm I'm dreading a lot of it just because obvious reasons like all the seasons they're playing like Sean Lowe is married with kids he has to relive certain things like people have kids we've all moved on and like jojo and Dor- Jordan are obviously still together but it's no matter what season it's always so hard one because you go through that time and it's just a heavy process <laughs> so to relive relationships and going through this crazy time. It's like draining in a way, but
0: you know what? I don't even know if I'm going to watch. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, you lived it, so understandable.
2: Yeah. I I just, I feel like I'm, I, if I were to watch, (laughs) I would be excited to see the moments of like being like a strong woman or saying how I feel. And, you know, it was, it was like a really empowering position to be in, but I don't think anyone in the world would like to rewatch past relationships with the rest of the world.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Can I ask you a few questions about it anyway, since we're on the topic? I guess like one of the things that I always think about from your season is you basically broke the show because you guys stayed in Ireland for so long. When you were there, were you like, why are we not leaving? What were you thinking when you stayed for Ireland an entire month, which is kind of (laughs) unprecedented. That doesn't really happen on the show.
2: No, it was crazy. I still am like confused by it. <laughs> I don't know why we stayed there that long. Um, I mean, Ireland is not a terrible place to be stuck for three weeks. So Probably, I wasn't, yeah. wasn't mad about it. And we ended up having like incredible weather. But yeah, I think it was just my whole season was kind of different than others. And so I think they just decided to do things differently. Like I didn't meet four families. I only met two. Right.
0: Yeah. And I guess also just with Nick joining in the middle, everything changed as a result.
2: Yeah. Everything was different. Yeah.
0: When did they tell you he would be coming?
2: Uh, I had no idea. He was a date that- um, In New like York. A, in New York, the rap battle. He was just there. And then I remember being like, oh, that's awkward that he's watching my date. <laughs> and he's chat and like, what's he doing? Well, I actually had no idea until he came up and talked to me on that date.
0: The funny thing is, like, everyone DMs now, right? Like, people, like sliding into someone's DMs is so not a big deal. I mean, like, there used to be a stigma, and it'd be like, oh, my God, they DM. But, like, everyone does it, right? Oh, my gosh, all the time. And then the second people find out that they're, like, going to be on a show together or, like, they're in the same, like, Bachelor world, I imagine they just reach out.
2: Oh, I can't even... I don't even know how many people, like, who go on Paradise it's like a pre, you know, they, they reach out and chat and think of who they want to talk to and then go into it already knowing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, it's just like, it's so funny that it was such a big deal and it was like, Oh my God, the DMS they're, they're messaging on Twitter. Like, yeah, of course. Like that, that is just basically how people act now. <laughs> yeah. And to be that that was a big deal. I mean, I get
2: that bringing someone on in the middle of the season might be a big deal, but like, like when there's 20 some guys I'm dating there, why are we upset? More.
0: Is it more awkward to watch back the awkward moments, or is it more awkward to watch yourself making out or going into the other room to have sex? Like, which is worse?
2: Um.
0: God, no! It's all so terrible. Because like (laughs) one is kind of more natural. You're just sort of like, yeah, I was into that person. Like maybe you still find them attractive. So like, yeah, of course I made out with them. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's like why people have sex tapes, I guess, essentially. Yeah.
2: There you go. I don't know. I.
0: That part just I kind of
2: like, you know, watching Bachelor and Bachelorette That's you see making out all the time. uh, It's probably it's probably just like, I don't know, looking back on uh, your younger self five years ago, you're probably like have a couple cringe worthy moments. Oh,
0: my God. I look at like a picture from nine months ago, and I'm like, God, why was I wearing that? Or why yeah. didn't I make my hair look better? Yeah, totally. I, I, I totally, totally get it. Um, have you and Jason watched a show your season together, or would you ever? No,
2: absolutely. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, there are times where I will watch little snippets or clips. Like I posted one the other day of me giving a guy a haircut on my season, and I love those funny moments. And I actually love watching the season of The Bachelor that I was on on Chris season oh, yeah. because. There's- So many fun moments in that and friends and like so many like legendary bachelor girls. Like Ashley, I was on it. Becca Tilly, Whitney. There's just so many girls. I'm like, Oh, I'd love looking back on it, but not so much of, I don't, I don't think Jason will watch this one coming up. I don't, I don't know either just because it's so weird. I'm like, why are they doing this to us?
0: I know. It wasn't weird for your family to like thrust back into the spotlight after having like a break, essentially.
2: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, it must yeah, be super I'm, weird. Didn't even think about
0: that. The thing about Chris Soul's season, and I talked about this when did the countdown. Is I think it has like the highest hit rate of people who like went on to become famous or Bachelor famous. I mean, the number I and mean, Andy was on it too. Oh, she was on it too. Oh no, sorry, she was on Pablo's season. <laughs> I take it back. But Chris was on her season, right? Chris was on hers. Like the web of people who I think still have a really big platform.
2: Jade, like Jade,
0: yeah, Jade. Oh my God, baby number three. I can't believe it.
2: I know and it's, it's that they admitted that it, they like didn't mean to. They're like, okay, here we go.
0: <laughs> the crystal season is so influential. Um, what's happening with Chris souls and Victoria fuller. Are they still dating?
2: I have no idea. That's the most random pairing out there. Um, I, I don't know. Cause I just, um, I see, you know, like the search page
0: of Instagram. Yeah. Instagram explore.
2: Yeah. The, I, the suck hole of Instagram. Um, I've seen it on there a couple of times, but like, we don't have enough information.
0: They've been trying to hide it after it got out initially. And people like sleuthed it. They've been, I feel like they've been trying to hide it, but whatever, you know, quarantine wherever you're happy people. Uh, what's the bachelorette group text? Like there's 15 of you soon to be 16. Is it one group text? Do you have breakout groups? Like what's that communication like?
2: It is one group text. It's um. It feels like it's always somebody's birthday. We're always <laughs> wishing somebody a happy birthday. We're working on like a really cute, fun video that or are like, you know, the TikToks where they like something yes. to someone. We're trying to work on a fun video with all of us girls in that. We've done like some Zoom happy hours with all the girls. It's pretty funny.
0: I like the one you guys did with the makeup brush. Were You, you were in that, right? I
2: wasn't. Um, oh, I my- saw
0: i'm sorry that was so rude
2: no hannah g did it um taisha no i saw a few bachelor girls doing that
0: i yeah but i think like andy and rachel were both in it so i was like oh Bachelorettes. i i really like that though i've gotten into tiktok in quarantine obviously i mean I, i'm i'm old I'm so, into it. so but like now i just like i check it out the only thing is because it's noisy i can't do it all on a conference call so i like still default to instagram where there's no sound but tiktok if you have, if you have yeah. the opportunity for sound it's it's pretty great yeah, I'm so into TikTok. Um, let's talk about your your new single that came out. Okay. Were you always hoping to break into music? Like was that always a long-term <laughs> plan? How did that come together? No, it was
2: I mean, I since I was little, I have um I've just been in musical theater, song and dance. My mom was a, you know, dancer, ballerina and musical theater performer and I've just always loved it. My grandpa was a musician and then just being in Nashville, as soon as I moved here, I was like, well, I just, I love singing and I might as well just like do singing lessons for fun. So I would take voice lessons once a week. And um, eventually that I just met so many singers and songwriters being here in Nashville and ended up writing a few songs with people. And when I wrote this one, if I'm being honest, when I wrote that I was going through a hard time and then I kind of came out of it and was like, Oh, I don't know if I want to share that song doesn't really relate to what I'm going through anymore and I don't want any like negative press around it or stuff like that and then once we got into quarantine I just listened to the lyrics a little bit differently and thought I'm just going to share it like kind of a why not moment of
0: yeah
2: I love this is something I'm proud of and I'm not putting any pressure on myself for it to do anything big it's just something I want to share and so um after, like, a year and a half of sitting on the song, feeling like, I don't know if I should share it or not, I did. And there, I was just so overwhelmed in the best way possible with people's response. It was really sweet.
0: Yeah, I like the song. It's, it's good. And I feel like being in Nashville, it must be, like, really difficult to not be a part of the music industry or, like, feel like you want to be a part of it in some it's way. It's just, so it's, it's, I've never been, but my impression is it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And there's so many talented people. And just the, the
2: song writers out here are just incredible just full of talent in the city
0: how did you feel about listen to your heart on that note um it was okay it was better
2: than i thought it was going to be (laughs) i mean i wanted a little more um i hate saying this because it's not like me but i was just wanting a little more drama (laughs) i felt like i know so kind like i do love that everyone was rooting for each other and being so supportive but i also i'm like but this is why we watched the bachelor
0: I know it's not for like people liking each other or be- people supporting each other. I think it started off really strong. Like I-, I think that basically introducing the paradise format of people coming in and out and the the men and the women together from the jump worked really well. But as soon as they coupled up, it got super boring. And that's the problem with paradise too. As soon as there is couples, it's just like okay, well now what? Who cares? And I've always thought couples should have to leave essentially.
2: That's so true. Yeah, because then you're like, well, they seem really happy. <laughs>
0: How- how would you fix it though? Like what's, I I don't know how you do the show and you fix it with like also being a singing competition.
2: Yeah, I actually have no idea. It's, I love the competition um, aspect. I, again, like the, it was tough because it was really, you know, you had to have the connection. So I feel like I was sad because Rudy and Matt were like the best vocal couple out there. They were so talented in their chemistry. They're really good. And they had like enough of the like relationship drama on the other end to go because they weren't as in love as the rest of them. So I don't know. I feel like they shouldn't make it. So these people have to be in love to win.
0: Particularly since it's like so ridiculous. I mean, how, at what point do you start like feeling feelings? Like, you know, in your season, when, and Nick aside, like, when did you start like really feeling things for these new people?
2: Um, I mean, you can kind of like, I, I mean, I, I honestly, it, it surprised me how fast it could happen because it can happen in one conversation.
0: Right. Yeah, Yeah. I guess when you're deprived, I mean, that's how I feel about strangers on the street. I'm like, anyone, please talk to me. Because when you're deprived of interacting with other people, (laughs) you're like so happy to make a connection, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's true. It's I mean, let's be real. They get some of the best looking guys coming on these shows. Everybody's in shape and they friggin smell good. And, you know, they're on their A game with their flirting and I don't know. It's it's pretty easy. They just want
0: your attention being just being pursued. And like when you walk into the room as the bachelorette, like you
2: walk (laughs) into the room and they like stand up and you're like, oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) When you came off of the show, in addition to like having to deal with the relationship and everything, but like was it hard to adjust back to real life?
2: Yeah. Oh definitely. I mean, I was on The Bachelor first and then it happened pretty quick to be the bachelor so I got so used to their weird lifestyle. I remember going to my mom's house after, and it was like I don't know what time. And I said, "Mom, can you get me a glass of wine?" And she said, um, "Well, one, it's 10 a.m., and two, get it off." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, right." Like it was just such a it was a world to be a part of. But the transition back was almost nice because, for example, I always got scared to talk. So after the show, because I always felt like I had a microphone on and somebody could hear. me, So even when I was like telling my mom something that I didn't think she should know, I was like covering my neck and like trying to make noise (laughs) and and then being like, oh, right. I don't have a mic on anymore because you get so used to it.
0: Yeah, that's really funny. So I guess also by the time you're the bachelorette, you've had this whole bachelor experience. So, you know, like, this is how they'll try to make you feel comfortable. So you forget about the cameras, but they're obviously still there, still mic'd up and everything.
2: I definitely was kind of an idiot about that. Um, And and especially with coming off the show into the real world is going on the bachelor. You're not like someone that, you know, seen on TV or in movie really happens overnight where people start recognizing you. And that was a strange thing to adjust to like, like being so aware that people are watching you no matter what you're doing.
0: Yeah. What's like the number one thing that you regret being caught? doing like after the show. Saying, doing one thing we're like fuck, I wish I that had not made it out into the public.
2: Well, probably when I accidentally released the Snapchat of Oh, right. a winner. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably my biggest regret after. Did they threaten to sue you over that? Um, not really. I knew they could have and I knew that was like probably going to be what like that's what I happened because I mean, I signed the contract. I know what happens if you do that but they never threatened me. They, they were really good about it and didn't want to screw me over, even though I totally screwed them over. Uh, <laughs> but I definitely felt, I definitely felt punished for it. Like a little blacklisted.
0: Sure. I've heard that you can be punished after you, you cross the powers that be other, other people have said that too. It was rumored that Colton was punished over the summer when he, people were, talking shit about him in paradise because of how he went on this American life. And I mean, that was definitely a breach of his contract. So different things like that. I've heard about that in the past, but I mean, I think if you also think about it though, if you had accidentally published a Snapchat in 2020, it's on Reddit within five minutes and it's so much bigger. I mean, it's just a different world now.
2: That's so true. Yeah. It was, I mean, it spread pretty quick anyways, but I can't even imagine
0: in this time that happening. Would you still go on the show given what you know about it now?
2: Um. Yeah, because I think I would be able to like <laughs> not be so naive and <laughs> Or, but it's almost better to be naive. It's almost better to go into it blind and not really understand the, the other side of it. But I just would, because I'm in a place now where it's so, but if you asked me that a couple of years ago, I would have said, hell no. And I was bitter for a while and it was a hard thing to get past and now I just like am back being friends with uh, so many of the producers I like love the franchise like love Chris Harrison <laughs> so it's just all so different now how did you patch things up I don't know I honestly don't know how that happened I think if I'm being completely transparent I feel like A big part of it was when my last relationship ended because there was so much bitterness held from that show and it was just a shit foundation to start off on for a relationship. And I feel like once that nick was gone, I was just kind of like in a place where I was so grateful for everything that had happened and was able to look at it from like with everything that I have going on, knowing that it stemmed from being on that show. So just looking at it through a different lens, I guess.
0: That's really nice. I mean, you know, obviously from from, ne- from bad things happening, positive can come. And it seems like you've just had a monster year. Like I followed on Instagram, like the bar tour that you did. And I feel like your podcast was really taken up. The bar tour seemed like it was really fun. I wish I had gone. And what a bummer you probably won't be able to do that again in 2020, huh?
2: I know we had a whole, I was actually had a tour bus. I was going to do this oh whole God. tour bus life and go on this podcast tour because it has been so much fun. And it's so fun to have like an intimate crowd for that kind of podcast and like be able to share my wine and people can buy the scrunchies. And it's just nice to meet people that are so supportive of the podcast. So it was such a fun time. Super bummed that uh, it's not happening um, probably this year, but um, still hoping that next year will be my tour bus life. Cause that's something I want to cross off my bucket list.
0: Uh, which guest, like at all your shows got the biggest reception? I think you, cause you brought different people in different cities, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think it's kind of funny. I mean, it's funny seeing like who gets like the really big, like who people really care about. Like you did both a spring and a fall tour, right?
2: Yeah. That's I'm getting confused on who I had on which one.
0: Cause I like, I can't like, what was the, bl- was the difference in Blake reception? pre- and post-Paradise for him.
2: <laughs> People were so supportive of him, actually. The, I mean, the ladies love Blake. And then after everything, I think, you know, this. the podcast that I have is always about empowering others and giving them a sure. voice, like trying to not drag anybody. So I feel like it kind of like made him feel like people didn't all hate him because that's everyone good. was very supportive to him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, whatever. That, that whole situation was very messy, but also to see like both sides, obviously just being so affected by it was quite dark, but it seems like both, both of them are doing great now. So that's all that matters.
2: It was dark. I remember just being on the phone with Blake a few times and just feeling helpless because I wanted to help, but my words can only do so much. But he they yeah, they both got through it and they're they're both great right now.
0: Uh I ran into Caitlin and Dean in LA and they seemed really happy. They seemed like a totally normal couple too. They were just like doing their LA thing. I'm like, okay, great, that's nice, guys. I mean, like yeah. as a fan, I don't know them. I just like saw them out and it was a slub sighting for me. Yeah, yeah, they're they're adorable. <laughs> It was a, you laugh, but it was a celebrity sighting for me. So, <laughs> Oh my God. So what have you guys been doing to pass the time? Like, what do we not know about it's going on in the Bristow Tardic home?
2: Drinking. I Drinking. Feel
0: like- <laughs> okay. Wine, <laughs> liquor. Like what, like, what are we talking here? Well, what's fun is
2: uh, I like to call it research. Development. You know, I have a wine label, sure. so I've got to make sure everything is tasty. Um, but no so busy. We've been honestly a little more busy in quarantine and for like some, somehow I think we're spending less time together than we did before because he gets up and he wakes up before me. He goes upstairs to his office and he's up there from like, like 7am to like seven at night making calls, working on his YouTube channel. Like he's just such a go-getter. And i I'm down here in my office and I just, you know, we do our own thing and come together at the end of the night. And we've just really, we've both been really honing in on like our businesses and trying to be better on that front, because usually I'm traveling. I have to have other people take the phone calls. And I'm, I feel like during quarantine, I've actually been able to really dive into all the business calls for spade and sparrows and learn so much about the business side of things rather than just being, you know, the face.
0: That's awesome. And also that then you, if you understand it more, you can also, Make more informed decisions, have way more ownership over yeah. it. That's awesome.
2: And I love being more involved.
0: If you're used to traveling a lot, not getting on a plane is so refreshing and just a total change of pace.
2: I needed it. I feel like my batteries are recharged. I just feel like I did need that little break. It's it's crazy. I don't like there's people, Jason's dad, for example, has traveled for I don't know how many years of work almost every week. And I have done it for about five years and I am exhausted.
0: I know. I don't know how people do it. I guess I just like, you acclimate to it. But yeah. when you are living that life and then you're like, wait, just being here, it's a totally different perspective. And it's almost like hard to think like, how do you go back to traveling every week?
2: Honestly, I feel more productive being home than when I'm just like traveling all over. Cause I'm, it just throws off your whole schedule. It throws yeah. off
0: your health, your sleep schedule. Like it's crazy. Seriously. Um, what are you hearing about Claire season? Do you think it's going to happen? I hope
2: it does. God, I think she'd be such a good bachelorette. Um, Me too, because she's so unfiltered. She does not put up with anyone, and like she doesn't, she just doesn't care if you like her or a lover or hate her, who she is. And I just love bachelor or bachelorette. I think it will happen, but I it'll be it'll look a lot different from many other seasons. Like they're obviously not going to travel,
0: right? No um, traveling. Yeah, which let's get her some of- older dudes. You know, let's just get her some more mature guys. I think that's another
2: opportunity that they should take in this time is to recast because it's just silly to put a grown ass woman who knows what she wants with a bunch (laughs) of immature, you know, like it's just totally,
0: I completely agree. And I like, I think a lot of people were excited that she was older, including me. I'm like, this is great. Let's age up the franchise way too young. this past season. I think we all saw that ended in disaster as a result. When I look at some of Peter's, women on Snapchat or on TikTok, excuse me. I'm just like, how are you considering getting engaged? Let alone being in a serious relationship, Put engagement aside, but like moving for one another. She's like, no way. Like, and and nor should you
2: make you question like what the motive of the show is like, do they want couples to get engaged and like (laughs) work out or
0: is it just, you know, ratings? I don't know. I think the answer is ratings, but I mean, but with that is you know, if you, I think a happy ending is good for the show, though. Ultimately, to like keep it going and sustain it. I know that's what I like to see at the end of any season. Sure. Also, a, a nice conclusion is good because then the, the like the burden of having to follow everyone on social and like have to piece it together yourself. I'm like, can you guys just make this easier for me? <laughs> <I> know, totally. <laughs> Do you watch other reality shows? Um,
2: you know it's, I don't really. Everyone wow could get into Real Housewives, and I. I mean, the only other reality show that was Big Brother. I'm obsessed with Big Brother.
0: Oh, wow. You should watch Survivor. I feel like Big Brother. I feel like you should get into Survivor.
2: My mom is really into Survivor.
0: and It's a great show. Yeah. that's Oh, and I watched Love is Blind. That was a good oh, one. Oh, great stuff. Uh, I mean, Jessica, all-time villain, you know? I had her on my
2: podcast because I was like,
0: uh, she didn't do much press after. And I'm like, girl, come talk to me. <laughs> How was it? What was she like?
2: She was the sweetest, you know, she just said that how hard it was to watch back and that she definitely feels like she made mistakes and drank too much and was just trying to like process a lot while being in a really high, like, like the state of emotions Or you're just so overwhelmed. And you, I think she had a really tough time with it, but she's, she seems like she's doing really well now and dating a guy. She's like, good and he her. watched the season. So he must really <laughs> like me. Like she a really good sport about it.
0: Good for her. It's a, that's a good, a good litmus test. I, li- I like that. Yeah. Also, she, um, i mean, watching her try to like intervene with Barnett's relationship was just absolutely painful. Oh, I know. What's the advice that you give to people like new bachelorettes? Like, did you give Hannah Brown last year advice before she went on the show? Like, what's the best thing to tell them?
2: I feel like I always try and give advice and it's usually the same thing, but It's just so hard because each situation and each season is so different and you go through such different, like they always have something, right? Like they always have some, like Colton's whole thing was that he was a virgin. Like Mm -hmm. they always have some, so everyone is so different and each season is so different that it's hard to give advice because you're like, you kind of just go into it and not having like all these thoughts or opinions coming out. You just have to do your own thing. And that's kind of my advice, like go into it be who you are. And like, don't let people push you around as much as they can. You just have to stay true to, to who you are. And also don't like try and fit this mold of like, you know, the girl next door, like so be who you are. Otherwise it's not going to work.
0: I think one of the reasons the bachelorette is I like it more than the bachelors because most of the women they've chosen, like, you know, have their own personalities and do, and like are true to themselves. It definitely makes it better television and just more relatable, obviously. Yeah,
2: exactly. You just It's like agree. an
0: agreeable it's not one who doesn't like speak for themselves. No one wants that.
2: Yeah, it's so true. And people who are able to make mistakes on national television, in relationships, admit them, go through hard times, like we can all relate
0: to those to those times. Totally. I think that's also like what makes successful podcasts work is like people who are authentic and like say how they're feeling. I mean, I think that's why people connect with you. I mean, I I read Reddit. People love to like say, well, the Caitlin thought this. And then when you share your opinion. yeah, So... <laughs> you have, Almost have to hold back a little bit. Otherwise, you're going to get aggregated. Uh, yes. I have to I have to be careful sometimes. <laughs> um, Caitlin, thank you so much for doing this today. It's really lovely to talk to you. I've been wanting to do it for a while. Everyone, for more of you, check out Off the Vine, which you're still doing from home. Yes. And should we mention your scrunchies and your wine as well? I mean, you did before, but where to find them?
2: The uh, um, scrunchies—it's at um, do edit d e w e d i t—and I mean we have a lot of—we're we're actually coming out with masks and we have scrunchies and headbands oh, cool. and, and yeah—and um, then my wine is Spade and Sparrows, and that's um, the new release is actually coming out in the next few days, so that's really exciting. Everything's kind of on my website, com. All right, you just go
0: there, CaitlinBrisso.com. Check it out, Caitlin. Thank you so much. Stay thank safe. You for stay. Yeah, of course. Hope you enjoy quarantine. You know, just you guys stay on your uh, on your grind. <laughs>